0: you're listening to your highest self podcast episode 50 today we're going to talk about healing your inner child aka your little person Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in your mind and doing it with me today. If you are new to the show, welcome. My name is Shanae. I'm your host. I am a master life coach. I was a former WBFF bikini pro and fitness and nutrition expert as well as competition prep coach and my journey of being on my highest self has brought me to sitting in front of you. Now, being a life coach, I um, mostly now specialize in helping women break through perfectionism and self-doubt so that you can build the life and business of your dreams. Um, so on this podcast, we talk a lot about personal development. And for me, personal development actually includes healing. So healing your limiting beliefs, healing what you think about yourself, healing your limiting Beliefs. I said that twice. Uh, And then growing, personal development. I know everyone here is a personal development junkie. We just love to get better and better and better. So I'm excited today. If you've been a longtime listener, um, we have talked about inner child in a couple episodes. We had one episode number eleven, which was the first episode I ever did about connecting with your inner child. And back then, I um, it was still all pretty new to me um i had done inner child healing with myself and then now however many months later this is almost 40 episodes later i have brought inner child healing into my coaching practice and it has been um awesome so this episode today is um a little bit of an update on um, inner child healing and how we can create or start that journey for ourselves. Um, and I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. Where are my notes? Oh, okay, yeah. So we're going to do just an update on more of the things that I've learned and how to start and heal or start and continue your healing journey. Oh man, it is 8 p.m. on a Saturday and I don't usually record this late, but instead of starting over, we're just going to go with the flow. I want to get this episode recorded in one go. So tune in to this episode and I'm going to share with you what the heck is your inner child, or as we call it in mindset makeover, our little person, one of my clients said that, um, and the signs that it may need healing, how a wounded or neglected inner child can lead to an epidemic of never feeling good enough. So if you struggle with that, if you struggle with feeling good enough, this episode is definitely for you. How to start your inner child healing journey, and then does this journey actually ever end? Give you my my take and my thoughts on that. So let's get into it. Um, I want to preface this episode by saying that if you hesitated listening, if you hesitated clicking. Uh, play because you feel like it's way too woo-woo and way too out there for you, I ask that you have an open mind. Um, I was completely new to inner child work until 2017 and it it has literally changed my life. It's been so helpful and impactful for my clients. It's changed their lives and I would love to share it with you today. And if you're here, like we said, we love just getting better. And so this is just another layer to your healing. So to start with um what is inner child work so um i In my coaching sessions, we alternate between inner child and little person. If inner child is hard for you to sort of like click with, say little person, I'm just going to say inner child. So we have continuity throughout the episode, but you can replace that with little person if that just feels like it clicks a little bit better for you. Uh, But what it is essentially your inner child is a subconscious part of your brain or your mind that houses your self-esteem, body image, family trauma, shame, and secrets. So it's a huge thing, especially if you're coming from the fitness competition space. I mean, right, self-esteem and body image are like huge. Even if you don't come from that space and you've struggled with your body image and you struggle with disordered eating, this isn't going to highlight so much for you. Um, what inner child work is, it's basically a form of self discovery. You do it either by yourself or with the therapist or a life coach. And what you do is you're resolving childhood emotions and experience that your inner child still holds. Um, as well as tapping back into like the joy and the innocence and the confidence that you had as a birthright that are available to you at all times, but that you're having a hard time embodying. So, um, like I said, it's, it's a form of self-discovery and, what it does is that if you have a wounded or neglected inner child, because you had a complicated childhood, complicated, um, growing up, um, and I, and, this doesn't mean that your parents didn't try because whenever I bring this up, my clients are like, well, my, my mom and dad did this, but they were amazing. I get it. Yes. Everyone's parents were amazing. And also everyone's parents also have inner child that they're probably wounded or neglected. So a lot of this could just be generational trauma that's been passed down. So we're not pointing any fingers here, but what we are doing is we're healing our own inner child so that we stop that generational trauma and we become more conscious beings as parents as mentors as leaders for those that we are helping because if you're acting out from an inner wounded child then you're never going to be able to lead at the capacity that you want so you're never going to become that really confident person that you know you have the potential to be Um, so going along with this. So, um, the general idea of kind of inner child work is that we make an effort to contact, listen, and communicate and nurture our inner child. When we do this, we can find and heal the roots of our issues as an adult. That's the whole, like, that's the key thing right there. Because instead of just looking at symptoms of your pain, so for instance, low self-esteem, low body image, um, um, not feeling good enough, needing to be validated, taking things really personally, those sorts of symptoms are um, like I said, those are just symptoms. We think those are the problems, but there's actually a core problem at the root. There's a fear or a phobia or a life pattern that first began in your childhood. So, let me give you an example um so a couple signs you may need healing let's do the examples of signs and then we'll go into an example there's a lot of signs so bear with me here right okay so a couple signs are low self-esteem poor body image mood and emotional balances problems with boundaries being too rigid or too weak problems with eating harming yourself being false or wearing a mask identity problems, being a perennial victim, a super achiever, hello, raise your hand, all of you. (laughs) Intimacy problems, commitment problems, a general lack of self-trust in yourself and others, Um, excessive lying, being overly responsible for others, being fiercely competitive or a poor loser, dependencies, addictions. I mean, there's more, but we're going to cap it there. Um, I think that we all have something. I don't think anyone is exempt from this. So I could go on and on with the science for you to be like, Oh, like, is this, does this have anything to do with me? Um, but I can almost guarantee, yes, I know everybody has a little something that they have not, unless you've been doing this work for 20, 30 years, and this is what you teach, then I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but I think it's safe to say that all of us have a little bit of something. Even myself, I've been doing now this for three years, and, and there's still a little something there. I'm much more conscious, and I'm so much better. And my inner child is no longer wounded and neglected because I nurture and care for her every single day doesn't mean I don't still have these things that pop up. So let's take an example. So I can give you sort of a real concrete example of how um, an experience from your childhood can be the root of your issue as an adult. So say that you grew up with a parent who didn't um, who you had to walk on eggshells around. Maybe they were very moody, maybe they had a temper, maybe they exploded. So you became very um, kind of like a mind reader. You became um, the word really is codependent on on them because what you did was you managed, your own feelings and expectations, so as not to upset your parent, so that they didn't get angry. Because then, if they got angry, it would be taken out on you, and then you wouldn't be safe. As a child, our main prerogative is to um, is to is to feel safe and to be safe. And the person who makes us feel safe are our parents. And, um, that I'm thinking of this like episode now, I forget what show it was, but it was this show I was watching. Oh, um, shameless. Um, (laughs) it's a very raunchy show if you've ever seen it, but there is a part of the episode where, um, um, lip, um, one of the older brothers, he, Um, sort of adopted this young girl. She was like seven or eight because um, her mom had abandoned her. And the reason why he knew about her was her aunt worked at the same motorcycle shop that he did. And so one day the little girl was there and he asked his friend, like, who's this girl? And she's like, oh, it's my niece. Um, Her mom's, you know, gone off the ringer again, has left her, so I'm taking care of her. And so he sort of took her in and let her live with them and really cared for her deeply because um, I think his mom had abandoned him, and um, even though he had provided her with shelter and food, and is wants so much the best for her, the moment she saw her mom, he was he went to go meet up with her mom so that he, she could sign the rights over to to him. The moment this child saw her mom, she rushed back to her and wanted to live with her. So I think it's a really beautiful just explanation that as a child no matter how much we were wronged by our parents or like by our caregivers we naturally gravitate towards them and want to please and want to love them that's just like who we are as children so when we've grown up with any sort of those sort of circumstances I know that's a very extreme one but you know just things like that um and um this isn't all of us any I've talked to hundreds of people and every time I talk about inner child there's always a little something so whether that you didn't feel loved you thought your mom loved your brother more than you or you just had to be um for myself like I talked about in the episode that I did first my mom was a huge perfectionist so then I had to become a perfectionist in order to please her so that she would be accepting of me um I also had to um be sort of a mind reader. Like she would always tell me, I want you to know what to do without asking me. And so these are, these are just things that we pick up from, from childhood. And, um, that's when a pattern first begins, right? So then if you grow up with that pattern and you repeat that pattern throughout your life, now you're an adult and you're repeating this pattern that you have developed as a form of safety and acceptance and receiving love as a child. And while that helped you back then as an adult, it is, Not serving you and it is playing out and um, giving you really big problems, like huge, like um, big problems, as in maybe you continuously find yourself in relationships where you can't express yourself and you're always muting yourself or holding yourself back because you don't want to disrupt the peace because that is what your inner child knows. Maybe you find yourself um, constantly not feeling good enough in your body, no matter what you do and how you look, because that is a pattern that you picked up as an inner child. So you see how it all sort of plays out together. Um, And if you haven't, if you couldn't tell, I'm obsessed with inner child healing. Um, I find so many nuggets, like wisdom nuggets within each client when we talk about this and have these discussions, um, because so much of our healing begins here. Um, so I lost my train of thought a little bit, but, um, that is a concrete example. I hope that that sort of like really solidifies it for you. So you're not just like, Oh, okay. Like, what does this actually mean? Um, what I have realized is that, Those of us who struggle with the worthiness wound and we don't feel good enough, we most likely have a wounded or neglected inner child. And like I said in the beginning, once you start doing the work, once you start reparenting, once you start healing, your inner child no longer becomes wounded or neglected because you're connected with her. But when you have that disconnection, when you are not connected at all, that's where these worthiness wounds and low self-esteem can really manifest. So... And you can see that if you're constantly acting out of a wounded or neglected inner child then you will constantly be seeking validation outside of yourself. You will be looking for um, people to compliment you or you might be looking for validation with your body. You might be looking for validation when what other people think of you, what they say to you. Um, I've noticed in like the online business space, um, egos play out with wanting to be sort of popular and famous and known, um, seeking validation that way, when really the person who needs to validate you is yourself. So poor body image, addiction, and an addiction to overachieving is a common um like cycle common wounds common just things that my clients struggle with and these are a lot of the women that I work with come from a the fitness background of big overachievers like very ambitious always gets things done um and those are amazing but what happens when the constant overachieving the constant sort of like pushing yourself to get and attain this big thing like this body or this trophy or even like a business, um, and then never, ever feeling good enough or successful when you get there. It's a real, real crappy feeling, right? So what's important for us is to recognize when we are acting out of a wounded or neglected inner child wound, Okay. And so that's the work of being aware. Um, the benefits of becoming aware of your inner child connecting with her, um, is a lot, but some of the benefits are you are able to feel again after years of being numb. Maybe you repressed a lot of your emotions or you never gave yourself the time of day to connect or to feel or to rest. Rest is a big one. Um, You gain a lot of personal power and the ability to set your boundaries, which is huge. Uh, You learn to take better care of yourself. You feel so much more self-compassion to yourself and you like yourself more. I think that's the best benefit that I've seen in my own clients who have started a journaling practice and started their self-investment journeys and and read, and take time to be with themselves, they're like, wow, I like myself so much more because I know who I am. That is, that's everything, right? Knowing who you are, because so many of us don't know who we are. We've either tried to be someone else for our whole lives, or we keep finding these people that we like, and we sort of mold ourselves to be like them or to be one of them. I was talking to a girlfriend a couple months ago, ooh, long time ago now, it's June, um, she was my girlfriend from high school and we were reconnecting and we talked about, um, how we were as, as teenagers, I like guess we were in high school. And she had said to me, I found that I was a chameleon. I changed my personality and who I was to the friend that I had at the moment. And I was like, that is such a huge insight. So when you live your life like that, you lose who you are. You don't know who you are. You don't know yourself. I think a lot of us have lost ourselves in relationships like me. Definitely. Um, I grew up loving to read. And then I was in a relationship for five years where I was told that reading was stupid and I stopped reading and I reconnected with my love for it, um, again. And so This, this work is powerful. A couple more benefits are you are able to enjoy life and have fun again. And the biggest benefit in my opinion is gaining self-confidence. Self-confidence is the key to your happiness. It's the key to your success. And it's the key to, um, like sustainability in what you're doing and who you are and what you're trying to achieve because you can achieve a lot with low self-confidence but it's not going to be sustainable when you have high self-confidence and it's coming from a place of enjoyment and love and ease then it's um going to be so much more sustainable for you in the long run so you're like great shanae this is amazing all this stuff, but how do I actually do it? Um, So this is where I'm going to give you a couple different resources of where you can start. Um, If you have any questions, DM me, email me, reach out to me, and we can um, chat a little bit more about it. But the best place to start is with these two questions. Number one, whose love did you crave the most as a child? Gut reaction. What did you say, your mom or your dad? Okay, you have your answer. Who did you have to become to receive that love? When you are able to answer this question and it it might take you a couple times, you're able to get down to one of your core wounds. Now, again, remember when we have a core wound, this is a fear or a phobia or a pattern that was established as a child that we keep acting out of. And so as an adult, if you have this core wound of, I don't want to disrupt the peace, like I, or I'm a burden. If you ever felt like, um, I told you guys just so much. So if you have this core wound of, I'm a burden. And as an adult, you will not speak up. You will not ask for things. You will not speak your feelings. You will you will not um, communicate because you're you're operating from this pattern that you are a burden. So really finding out that core wound is the start of your inner child healing journey. Um, From there, daily check-ins. One of my journal prompts is, what does your inner child need to hear today? Whenever I'm feeling frustrated, exhausted, um, when I'm tired and I'm telling myself I should do something... I know I'm acting out of a wounded or, or neglected inner child. My inner child is no longer wounded. I've done lots of work on her, but I do neglect her sometimes, right? If I'm hustling, if I'm not checking in with myself, if I'm kind of go, go, go and doing all these things, but I'm not taking a moment to like self-reflect, um, that I've been neglecting her. And, and I can tell when I'm neglecting my inner child, when I get frustrated or I have resentment. That's like my two keys. If I feel really resentment towards anything, I'm like, ooh, all right, what does my inner child need to hear today? Mm, you, It's okay to relax. It's okay to take a day off. It's okay to chill out. Um, that's why this work is so powerful because as soon as I feel myself out of alignment, when I'm no longer excited, when I'm no longer feeling positive, and don't get me wrong, life is not, you know, positive and happy 100% of the time, I mean... I think you guys have seen me on social this last week and on this podcast, I was like crying. Um, of course, life is not always going to be happy. And when I'm grieving the loss of my cat, which is my inner child need? She needs love. <laughs> she doesn't need to be false positive. So it's not always like that. So I want you to be able to have that discernment and know that there are some times when your inner child just needs that sort of like boost of positivity from you and there are some times when she honestly just needs to be acknowledged um so this is the work of calling it's called reparenting yourself it's called showing up for yourself so if you have that core wound of you feel like a burden how can you reparent yourself now as an adult so you no longer feel like a burden so that you're not acting out of that pattern anymore Um, that's going to require what do you think Action. You've got to take action. So we can combine self-compassion with accountability. Like you can take action on things and have self-compassion for yourself at the same time. I think that if you just have self-compassion for yourself and you're just aware of everything, then you're not going to get anywhere you Actually, have to start taking steps forwards towards your highest self, towards that life you're building. You can't just stay in the healing journey. I have many clients who are great at doing the inner work; they're amazing at doing their journaling and digging deep and finding more about them. Me included. Um, But there comes to a point where we have to start building that foundation. We can't just keep digging a hole of self awareness for who knows how long. You got to stop digging and you got to start building and. Is building the foundation and creating your life. Um, so showing up for yourself, keeping promises to yourself—that's uh, building that foundation. And then last but not least, I think coaching or therapy is um, incredible. I um, had a therapist for two and a half years. She helped me immensely, and um, I just ended my my therapy a couple months ago. Um, but I'm, you know, probably going to start it back up soon. Um, My coach currently is amazing. Um, We don't do any inner child. We do tiny, tiny bits. But for me, myself, I've done this for so long now. I do self-coaching on it. um, But being able to verbally process, being able for someone other than yourself who, like, does not have a bias to look at you and and. be a mirror for you. <laughs> um, I don't know if this verbiage is, is landing with you guys, but basically we are mirrors for each other. So when when I say something to you and you're getting something out of it, it's because I'm a mirror for you. Okay, we're going to have a whole nother episode on this. That's a very long conversation to have. Um, but so does this journey ever actually end? No, not at all. Our inner purpose, like I talked about last week, um, is to always be discovering more of who we are and becoming the best version of ourselves, right? So in order to discover more of who we are, our inner child healing journey doesn't ever stop right? It's everlasting because you're constantly changing, you're evolving and you're always going to be discovering more of yourself. Um, Last year, this time I discovered again, how much I loved sewing. This year I'm discovering gardening. I never was a, had a green thumb. I didn't know how to grow things. I killed every plant I owned and I have flowers this year. It's awesome. So you will always be finding more about yourself. You will always be um, kind of like, it's kind of like dating yourself, it's like always keep yourself on your toes, always learn more about yourself so it doesn't end. What does end is your the woundedness, Um you, you do leave the woundedness behind. Um, you're not gonna be wounded forever. Um, there is no timeline on your healing journey, right? Because we're never ever fully healed, but our wounds do heal. Our wounds do close up and that I can promise you, promise you, promise you, promise you, because I've been there and I've done that. I've had um, tremendous wounds, <laughs> I don't know if those two words go together, but I've had really big wounds that I didn't think would ever be healed, Um, especially um, my relationship with my parents, um, all that type of stuff and how that impacted my confidence as an adult and how um, a lot of the actions that I've taken in the last five years, I realized were from my wounded inner child. So I'll share one. I had realized at the end of last year that um, I had this obsession with becoming successful. And this is a question we should all ask ourselves. What does success mean to you? what is it? Is it the amount of money that you make? Is it how many followers you have? Is it the amount of time that you work or you don't work? Is it the vacations you take? Is it the car you drive? Like, What does success actually mean to you? Um, Because I was chasing a never-ending finish line of success. And when I finally got to the root of my problem, my wounded inner child, the reason why I was like chasing the success is because I wanted it to be a like I and I told you so to my dad um I don't want to curse right now because uh, I know sometimes you guys have kids that listen. but you know I wanted to basically say f you um because to him and also to like my ex um but mostly for my father like I wanted to prove that I could be more successful than him and it was really important to me and that is not an energy I want to be operating out of right because that's very scarcity that's just not positive. I don't know what negative word I can bring for that, but it's definitely a lot of scarcity. It's a lot of resentment. Ah, there we go. Um, and a lot of frustration. Um, and when I was able to connect with that, because I kept like chasing success, chasing success, chasing success, never feeling good enough, no matter what I did. And then when I was able to tie it to, oh, my God, my actions are because my wounded inner child wants to be like, see, I told you I could do it. Look at me now. What do you think of me now? Like, are you happy you kicked me out? Because look what I made of myself. My And your inner child, of course, is doesn't have to be the seven-year-old child. That was my 18-year-old self. So... Um, when I was able to put that together, I wasn't able to change that pattern and redefine success for myself and start to achieve success for me versus to prove to someone else that I could do it. Okay. Does that make sense? Um, that was a big realization for me. I forgot about it. So I'm glad that came up right now and that I could share that with you guys. Um, so that is how we begin the journey to healing our inner child. And this is not going to be the last episode where we talk about it. I'll definitely bring it up more. Um, and also bringing it up more in the context of um how this work affects you becoming your highest self and how it can amplify your voice, amplify you able to stand in your truth, amplify you able to chase your purpose and your passions and learn about more of who you are becoming your highest self. Um, so I'm excited. If you have any like questions or topic requests, send them my way. I'm super happy to um, dive deeper into different topics with you guys. As a heads up, um, next week's episode, I think it's next week or the week after, we're going to talk about feminine energy, which is another episode I've been dying to do. So um, I'm excited to bring that to you guys. And if you love this podcast, if you want to take this work and dive deeper into it and have accountability and support, please come join Mindset Makeover, which is our monthly mindset coaching membership where we take everything you learn on the podcast and we apply it to our lives and go deeper. Um, it's an amazing community of women. Um, it's like, literally you will feel like you just gained 10 new best friends. Like everyone is amazing. Everyone is so supportive, Um, very vulnerable and courageous. I mean, some of the things we talk about um, definitely like it requires courage to want to heal. It requires courage to to talk about your shadows and to share these things about yourself that you're not proud to share. Like if you don't feel good enough or you know, whatever it is. Um, So if you have been craving that community in a really affordable way, it's $97 a month. And that is to get coached, coached with me. I mean, it's, it's, (laughs) it's a great offer, you guys. Um, We have a private community where we meet Um, Every single day, we have monthly retreat calls. We're also adding in a private podcast. Yeah, yeah. That goes along with the coaching theme of the month. So it it just keeps getting better and better. And when you join, you have access to all the previous month's content. So in June, we talked about self-worth and we went really deep into that. Oh, and we also have weekly journal prompts. So it's literally like everything I wish I... Could have had in a coach, in a program. And I'm so glad to be able to deliver that to my clients, you guys on a, on a, on a week to week and monthly basis. So it's awesome. So anyhow, June, we talked about self-worth. May was coming home to yourself. So we talked a lot about authenticity and finding who you are and your values. And then April was surviving to thriving. So, um, setting your habits, and, um, getting yourself out of that survival mode and how to get into thriving mode. So you do get access to all the previous month's content, um, when you sign up and yeah, come hang out with us, join us, be part of the cool club, cool kids club. Anyhow, that's it from me this week. I hope that was helpful. Again, reach out to me if you need anything. I'll see you guys over on the gram And I'll see you again next week here, same time, same place. Don't forget to be your highest self. Bye for now.